You're listening to The 98 Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The 98 Podcast. I am your host, Kieran, and today I am joined by Francine to launch a new side series where I bring on guests to talk and dive deeper into what it's like to go through the pandemic from their point of view. Francine is one of my coworkers from a previous job that I had working at Westfield Mall, and I thought she was really cool, and I wanted to bring her on so she could share a little bit about what it's like to be a student, an employee, and a K-pop enthusiast during this time. For more information about Francine and today's topic, please follow us at Instagram at 98.podcast and follow Francine at the underscore weirdness three underscore. And everything will be linked in the bio. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Francine! Hi, I'm super excited to be here. Oh my gosh, yes, I'm excited to have you. But before we begin, I just want to put out a quick disclaimer. Everything we're sharing here today is based off of our life experiences and education. We are here to give you an honest response to today's topic, so let's get started. Let's start with kind of a little introduction. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so first off, um, I was born in the Fiji Islands, and then I grew up in the Bay Area. Nice. And right now, I go to school in Sacramento State. I transferred from San Jose State. Mm-hmm. And I am majoring in criminal justice. Hopefully, I'm going to graduate in 2022, but we're going to see how that's going to go. <laughs> and um, I hope when I once I get my degree that I can go into law school and either become an immigrant lawyer or an intellectual property lawyer, depending mm. on how my path, uh, on what I'm passionate about. Okay, awesome. Kind of going off of that, what other things might you want to focus on? Because I know we've talked a little bit about like, influence of media on public opinion and what's your thoughts around that and would you want to work a little bit with that in the future um yeah for sure i mean i know how much media can influence public opinion such as twitter because that's what i know like most of my friends get their information from especially Mm -hmm. from like the most recent thing that happened which was the riot in the capital for example Mm -hmm. like just got like different types of attention from like pro-trump protesters which were like supporting their freedom of speech but it was mostly just like being violent and it wasn't even peaceful at all. And it was just being compared to like the Black Lives Matter protests, which was peaceful. But then they were so abused right. for like their own like for their own rights. So I just felt like that that needed to be like there needs to be some light shed upon that because mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of different opinions that public you know, should know about. Right. Definitely. And how do you think social media impacts like our opinions i feel like it depending on the topic um like like for like for example like there was like the protest going on and then um it was immediately overshadowed by the kanye and jeffree star um, scandal thing that happened and i was just like okay this isn't even an important issue and yet like we stopped talking about the protest because of this one little scandal. Like, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I just feel like that the public opinion can deviate from, like, really important topics. Mm-hmm. And that we should start, like, um, we should change the way the algorithms work out so that we can actually get focused on more important topics, <laughs> I would say, for society. That's really true, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like, I, I think it's whenever there's conversation going on about race and injustices discrimination and all of that if you're not impacted by it directly you you try to avoid talking about it or like you know yeah like people get uncomfortable uh, talking about it yeah and i think that's why these juicier like non-important dramas between seriously not important people (laughs) become so important to people like us because it's tea and it's like oh it's silly it doesn't really matter so we'll spend more time thinking about that versus things that are really important and i think definitely if there's a way to figure out like an algorithm change on these platforms there needs to be especially with fact checking because we past four years we knew how false facts have been flying everywhere on all of these social media platforms so yeah awesome i can't wait for you to get into that line of work and change things up so 
Thank you. I hope to do so. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to transition into kind of talking about work and how we met and everything like story time, I guess a little bit. Francine (laughs) was my manager at the position I was at. And it was really cool meeting you. You made me feel like, like at home and everything because it's sometimes nerve wracking to kind of start a new job and especially just like it was especially with COVID going on, you know, so it was really cool. We became really close. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. But yeah, how about you share a little bit about what you're doing now in terms of working and everything like that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I actually worked for Winston Retail, but that job it entails me to work for other brands too to help Mm -hmm. them with their sales. And then I reported back to the company. So that's Mm -hmm. when I was working with um, our previous job when I was like the assistant manager. Mm -hmm. And like, it was actually kind of stressful just because I actually I was never that was my first time being an assistant manager, and Mm -hmm. to take care of things by myself and with my um, co manager also. But it was just weird because I didn't expect it to be that stressful and having to um, check in with the owner and having to update them on everything like every five minutes because mm-hmm. it was just different to what I was used to working with. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say um, if you could go into a little bit of detail about like what did you have to do in your managing position that you didn't typically do at your you know regular sales position because that was something I was really curious about because Mm -hmm. I did uh, once you know I think maybe some people know the tea but like Francine was let go from her position and I actually took over as like manager supervisor whatever like I managed that whole damn store (laughs) and by myself may I add and I, I I wanted to know what your experience was like like what were you doing like daily or weekly that maybe I was also doing because I'm just curious too about how does that work especially because you're so young like you know (laughs) we both we're like in our 20s are you in your 20s yeah 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 I just recently turned 21 (laughs) yeah yay and I know um like the people we worked with were a little older than us so it was sometimes I always felt a little weird about like establishing my professional like persona just because age plays a huge factor I remember um one of our co-workers she asked me like because I was like oh I don't really care about supplements and she's like how old are you and I was like 22 and she's like oh makes sense you're young (laughs) I was like oh (laughs) so you know it so it's just it's sometimes like not something you tend to think about at times but it was like age played a huge role and I feeling uncomfortable sometimes in the position that I was in but yeah what was your experience like working as manager versus like if you were just like a regular hospitality person Mm -hmm. yeah because usually it was a bit different because we okay like it's a little obvious that you're supposed to be on the sales floor when you are working Mm -hmm. but the thing is that you're also supposed like supposed to be behind the register and taking inventory and reporting back to them and then you would just roam around Mm -hmm. the store just like check if everything's in place Mm -hmm. but what they had us do was like we couldn't be on our phones so if I actually had like an actual like uh, meeting with my supervisor from Winston Retail, I couldn't actually talk to them because I would get like a message from the other owner saying I can't be on my phone, which is conflicting because I actually have like yeah. two jobs in a sense. Yeah. So that was more stressful. But um, I just felt like the policies didn't really work with the other jobs that I've actually worked with. Yeah. And um, there was just like, uh, there's a lot of miscommunication, I feel like. If they would just like better phrase what they wanted from us then we could have like worked out a plan like for marketing and for sales but they rather just like hand everything to us and then yeah. just point out what we did wrong yeah. So, yeah I um clearly if anyone's listening to this you know we're not mentioning certain names and we're not naming the place where we worked for certain reasons but you can you 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 can ask around and you'll know but um <laughs> similar to I that watch the previous video <laughs> I know I've mentioned it a couple of times I don't work with them either that's the tea on that um but these people that we were working with I I understand how you're feeling because my first week or so I was just told to wander around the store for like a six hour shift and I was like are you serious like we barely have anyone coming into the store and you want me to wobble around the store like that was crazy to me like that was such a waste of my time especially because I was hired on as a marketing person and so I was supposed to manage their social media creating designs and everything and I think that was why there was a lot of stuff on my end too like once you know you were let go and another the other co-manager was let go I had to do not only your job but I had to do everything I was already doing on the marketing end and it was just crazy amount of work and I've 
you know, my tea with the place necessarily is just like, again, the miscommunications. They would not tell you what you needed to do, but then would get mad if you didn't do it. And it was like, yes. what? What are you talking about, though, sir? So, um, yeah, no, I understand. And I think especially being someone a, like a younger person in charge, like of this place, it was re- very hard because our like the owner of the store was all the way on the other side of the freaking country. So yeah time zones. you didn't really know how like uh, the bay area operated because they only had experience from the east coast mm-hmm. so it, did, it just didn't like really mesh well with how we really like um find products and i feel like that was like a really big part of why the sales weren't as good because they didn't really know how to pitch it yeah. well to the customers and and i feel like mm-hmm. that was a really big um part definitely that- i think that's a huge factor if anyone's thinking about opening up a business different and uh, like on different parts of the country like here in the u.s like we operate so differently here in the bay area versus even in la like we're six miles six hours apart by car i guess but we're so different culturally and then you know new york or florida or whatever you know like texas canada (laughs) like all the things in north america too like there's it's important to know your audience and i think assuming things just made it worse and whenever i think my major issue with these people were like when you would tell them something like this is what i think you're doing wrong this will help us improve sales or whatever their objective is they wouldn't listen (laughs) yeah they'd be like no we know (laughs) better and so yeah this kind of adds to my point of like it was so nice to connect with francine because i feel like we were the same age and then um had like having similar experiences working there it was cool to like be able to kind of vent to someone about this even after you left like we would text her i'd like keep you updated and be like oh my gosh <laughs> you would not believe what this fool said to me today <laughs> like i'm hoping yeah that was fun like every time i come into work i come in like a few minutes early just so i can catch up with you. oh my gosh yeah we like we're gonna talk about k-pop a little later but like we literally one of the <laughs> shifts when we were supposed to be wobbling around the store um, for a couple hours, we just stood there and talked about K-pop. <laughs> yeah, then, it was so good yeah. because I didn't expect you to like it too. Because oh my God. it was just, I mean, we're going to touch yeah. on this topic later, but because it was like, I was so nervous to mention K-pop just because it was like, there's so much stigma surrounding it. Yeah. And like, I was just really afraid to come out and say like, oh, I know the song. Like, I hope, it, oh I hope my you God. know it too. I know we, we, <laughs> so the song, um, damn it, what is it called? Dream Flow or something? Dream Flow. And it has yeah. like kari or something like that and bts on it and we were like it would always play non-stop like there's so many songs that are engraved into my mind now because of that location <laughs> but like that would always play it would make me so happy just because like i love k-pop so uh, yeah we talked we talked about that for so long and that was like one of my favorite shifts so thanks francine for being a part of that <laughs> i know that was like that was so memorable for me too like, oh, i made a new friend through this. yeah <laughs> so um i guess kind of going off of that like my I, I my takeaway besides spilling tea is just you know mm-hmm. even if we're young I feel like you have and you know that you're responsible and if your employer does not show that they respect you for that then I would recommend you not working with these people because it took me yeah. a while to kind of just like quit and just I saw so many red flags and you know, especially when Francine was let go and our other co-manager was let go and I was not told anything. They just stopped showing up and I was like, what happened? And I remember like you sending a message being like, yeah, I don't work there anymore. And I was like, what? (laughs) That makes sense why you're not like here. But yeah, it was just crazy. And so I think if anyone's listening, if you, especially with the pandemic, I know it's very sensitive and I know that's the focus of this topic. It's like, you should just be grateful you have a job during this time. But I think that as a student and as someone that's just a recent graduate, it's important to find work, but there's also stuff you can do by yourself to get that experience, whether that's like doing your own research, writing a research paper on like, um, mass media's influence on public opinion or me just creating this podcast and practicing digital marketing there's stuff you can do on your own that hopefully will be as rewarding as working but without the stress of working with terrible people <laughs> so yeah I feel I, like there's like so many creative outlets for this but yeah. we're just like not used to like actually going out of our way and actually looking for it just because our jobs are so re- like readily available to go to. Yeah. So like we don't feel the need to explore all this other 
yeah things. <laughs> definitely and i think that's the the only good thing that really came yeah i learned a lot marketing wise and it motivated me to like be better because i i never wanted to work with people like them again but i also got to meet you so it was fun <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah kind of going a little further into that so what are you doing now because after you left <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's t- let's resume. Let's resume. Okay. So what did you do after leaving that position that we were both in? What where did you work? So after that I um <laughs> I had a recent association with Polo and with Felix Gray, which is Ooh. um like an eyeglasses store. Mm-hmm. But um so the Polo thing that was like a just a sleepwear, so it was like a um like a seasonal mm. brand association, so that ended pretty quickly. Mm. But with Felix and Gray, that was supposed to be more long term. But because of COVID and like the whole mall capacity and the hours and stay at home orders that just kept getting updated, they just decided to end the lease because mm-hmm. it just didn't work out well for the sales itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm technically not working right now, but I still am employed by Winston Retail, mm-hmm. but I currently don't have any partnerships that I can actually go and visit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you want to, um, I know we're going to talk about this a little later, but just mm-hmm. uh, do you know if the mall overall is reducing its capacity requirements or because i left right at the beginning of the new year so i don't know if there's any updates on that but like are they planning to at all shut down because they closed a couple of times last year right when the pandemic was beginning yeah they they did but um they actually did limit their capacity once the stay-at-home order was like um updated Mm -hmm. but but they've been slowly actually increasing the capacities just because they needed to get that holiday revenue right but yeah it's really not that good because there is there hasn't been that many people and then if there is it's like getting too crowded because they keep um increasing the capacity Mm -hmm. which i feel like is really bad on their part but yeah i mean i would we were in the dead side of the mall and yeah. I was I felt safe going to work just because of that. But whenever I needed to go check the mail or something or grab a package from the Amazon locker, it was disgusting to go through a huge crowd of people all the time. Like they have yeah. no requirements for people entering the mall, but it's like the the different stores like responsibility to limit how many people are allowed to go into your store. So it's just it's yeah. a very messed up system. So I don't know. Hopefully they'll improve it. Mm. I also feel like it's on like the customers part too because I saw so many groups of like teens just like walking around roaming around with their masks off in the actual malls itself and I'm just like okay if you do want to shop there's online shopping like you can try it on send them back if you don't like the clothes but don't risk yourself like this because we actually have to be there to get paid right you cannot like you you, like don't actually expose yourself to any of this if you don't need to (laughs) right no definitely and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on this because you can speak from working in a mall retail position and say yo if you don't need to be at the mall don't be at the mall we're not like we are not frontline workers or anything but we are here to work with the stores but you shopping online is actually helping us too so if you can Mm -hmm. shop online please do so so that we can still work at the mall and get paid but we don't have to get paid to be next to millions of different people especially because i think especially when you mentioned like teens that go in groups they're just trying to hang out they ain't they ain't gonna buy anything we already know i know. I feel like it's so annoying please stay home if you don't need to go out like if you really need that lush soap bar then yeah go get one but don't bring your aunt your uncle your half cousin just because you all wanted to make a fun adventure out of it like seriously stay home if you can yeah because we have to be there to get money we don't want to be there, but we have to. <laughs> so, exactly. That sounds selfish, but we get to be selfish during the pandemic, man. So Yeah, especially yeah. because we have to, like, as employees, we have to take so many precautions. Like, you have to use the mm-hmm. mask, you have to do temperature checks, and then, like, sanitize, like, every, like, freaking minute we touch an item. <laughs> like, just yeah. because, like, we don't want, like, you know, anybody else contracting it in case any of our coworkers get it from interacting with customers. But... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But then... Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Random tea, side note, one person that got hired actually at the spot after you had left, Mm -hmm. she, I'd like trained her and I was like, you have to clean every time someone walks by even like the aisle, right? Right. Just in case. Yeah. 
And especially because it's like, it's dead anyways. You're not going to really be doing anything anyways. Just go clean. And this girl literally didn't because I caught her one time. She, I think she, some customer maybe was using one of the like lotion samples. Oh God. (laughs) And spilled a bunch of it on the counter. And I came the next morning because she was closing and it was just spilled everywhere. And I was like, I contacted both of the two girls that were working. I was like, who did this? (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I know that was the first time I felt like a boss I mean, because we don't do much for that store anyway. Yeah, Yeah, like, we could do, like, the least just just clean up if somebody passes by. Like, please, (laughs) just in case if any other customer sees it, just like, oh, like, there's cream here, like, lotion. Let me just touch it real quick. (laughs) Because I think, like, it's very easy if someone touches it to not, like, for me to come in the next day and not know that these items were not cleaned but like yeah. it was a huge lotion spill on the counter <laughs> like oh how my do you God. not clean that up yeah no she got fired so <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the ones that was fired i was like dang girl i don't i don't know she was nice though but mm-hmm. i mean her work ethic wasn't that great i would say <laughs> yeah yeah but anyways um so what did you learn from all of this i guess or do you want to talk about some of the pros and cons of working retail in a pandemic um yeah sure i mean first off like um from our previous employer um i learned Mm -hmm. how to like um obviously i got like um, some experience as a manager yeah and i also like got to learn like more newer newer tech Mm -hmm. like more contactless payments because i wasn't really used to that shopify so yeah exactly i mean that was super interesting but although it was a little annoying because the inventories didn't really match up and we had to keep contacting them so we can both like have it uh, like the same amounts from both our ends yeah just in case we had to like make sure that there wasn't any like robberies happening in the store because we don't know where all these like products disappeared into but yeah but the pros and cons i would say like it really depends on the area of retail that you work in Mm -hmm. because like when i worked for um polo during black friday it was really hectic because i had to keep rearranging the outfits and had to take the pictures and send them to the company Mm -hmm. Because there was like a specific marketing that we had to do for mm-hmm. it. And like in like every five minutes, like I would see people just like rummaging through it mm-hmm. and I had to keep resetting it and like wear new gloves every single time. Yeah. But that was like really like nerve wracking for me because I like I wanted to stay away from touching the products as much as I could. Because I know like so many people, like they don't wear gloves while they're yeah. shopping because they actually want to feel the material. So I'm like, I have to keep this in mind and like keep changing it yeah. out. But th- that was scary. But um, when I was working at Felix Gray, it was more relaxed because it was more on the dead side of the mm-hmm. mall. So and my um, coworkers and my managers, they were just like, OK, this is more chill. Like you don't have to feel too much like too stressed about it. You can go on your laptop and like, take breaks every now and then. And like if a customer just comes in, you know, just like tend to mm-hmm. them and tell them about our um, social distancing protocols mm-hmm. so they can like keep that in yeah. mind. So that was more relaxed. I, I feel like, like that. that was a good change of yeah. pace. Yeah. <laughs> So that was really interesting. But um, the cons would probably be um, the social distancing protocols because it's more on the employees if we don't follow it. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm not sure if I should be if I should say this, but on our uh, mall app, we get to find out who has been like more um, exposed with COVID. Ooh. And every now and then there was like so many from Nordstrom and from like Starbucks. And that's like where all the strict protocols are. But I just feel like so many people aren't following it but just because we've been in the pandemic for so mm-hmm. long. They've just like given up almost, I yeah. would say. I mean, I wouldn't say everybody's doing that, but it's like um, the um, like the seriousness of it has just gone down so right. much. It's just being taken like low key. It's just, just like, OK, so we're in a pandemic. That's that. Like, there's That's nothing new yeah. <laughs> type of thing. So I feel like we should be like less careless with that. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, that's that was a huge thing for me too. Is just like my I don't know. There's a huge fear of like just getting sick because you're constantly at a huge hub where people from all over come around. So I do want to like reiterate and say like if you don't need to go to the mall, please do not. Mm-hmm. You can shop online. You can like even just pick up and leave. Like I'm okay with that, but just don't like spend hours yeah. there. And I also wanted to bring up. Like, one of my friends, I met up with her at the mall just because, like, I was working and she was actually shopping for, like, shoes or something. And she even, from a customer experience being at the mall, she was super scared because they first had to wait in a huge line, not standing six feet Mm. apart from every other person, which was kind of gross. Yeah. And then she's, like, when they only allow one, like, group of people in at a time. So it's, like, if you were with your friends, yeah, you all can go in. But if you were by yourself, then you go in and everyone waits outside. Mm -hmm. So there was more pressure to actually 
leave with an item. <laughs> so on the customer end, you feel pressured because you're like, shit, everyone's watching me. And if I don't leave with an item, then I, it looks rude. You know, it's just like a social thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's, there's so much stuff about like pandemic experiences while being a mall employee or a customer. But yeah, just please stay home if you can, especially the holiday season's over. Oh, so yeah. just, there's no need to buy things. <laughs> that was actually, the holiday season got me like really nervous just because I expected so many people to stay at home. Because they would be scared that there's so many people at the mall. But no, they just kept coming in. Yeah, they did not care. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you know what was really surprising? So when I would like go for... I literally ran into this lady in the bathroom. And like it was an older woman... And she had like an oxygen tank with her to breathe through. She had like a pipe and everything. Mm. And she was, I overheard her conversation with like her daughter or something. And she was like, I'm going to go get in line for the next sale. And I was like, wow, what? <laughs> I know. I thought maybe it was like an important thing that she's there at the mall for. I mean, that was my first. I should have just noticed if you're at the mall, it's not important. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but she was just like, I'm, they had huge shopping bags from different stores. I was just like, dude, you're at like, you're in the most risk category and you already have an oxygen tank and you're at the mall shopping. Oh my God. Like, please stay home. And if I know older folks, they're probably like, the most upset with everything and they just want to be out they don't care anymore maybe too mm-hmm. but you as like their child granddaughter son anything you should keep them home like yeah at least take hang the out with them at to home. do so yeah just to help them yeah. out because yeah it's it's crazy but um i did want to ask you so did you work at the mall before the pandemic too because do you have some experience of what that was like before everything went to shit <laughs> i mean it was actually kind of scary because i actually started working at the mall a couple days before the pandemic hit so it was yeah (laughs) that was super interesting because um like one day like we were just going there and they're like okay we put you on a new on a new uh, westfield project called masking key so it was just Mm -hmm. a couple days like right when the the whole corona thing was starting out and they're like okay you just have to like um give this contactless key and just sell as many masks as you can just so we can keep everybody safe i'm like okay that's cool but um i thought that a lot of people would understand like because we didn't know what coronavirus was at that time so a lot of people would be more afraid and not come to malls, yeah. but it was the the most crowded I've ever seen malls in my entire life. Like at the start of the uh-huh. pandemic. Yeah. And everybody was there. And I'm just like, okay. And then like when I was trying to like help sell it, and then go there was like a, this one group of girls that passed by. They're like, oh no, we don't need this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> we're still in the pandemic a year later. So yeah. you, you really she do probably need regrets it. her actions. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah. So like it, it's actually like it's definitely gotten like uh, the traffic's getting slower that's for sure but i just felt like like because we didn't know what coronavirus was at that time we should have at least taken it more seriously and taken as much precautions as we could have like as we should have right but they just didn't take it seriously and now it's just like gone back to the same thing like just because we've gotten so used to it it's more like okay it's like an everyday thing now for us yeah and i feel like um a huge thing amongst young people is just like well you know i've survived so far it doesn't matter i'm just gonna go do it (laughs) but it's like there's new strands of it coming over from europe that are way more like dangerous yeah it's like honey you survived the first wave maybe some of the second wave but what about the third wave you know just stay home yeah like i'm a very social person and i'm forcing myself to stay home I think you can too, please. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, my mom was actually telling me that, like, she found, like, um, an article where, like, a new strain of the COVID was found in Santa Clara County. And I'm like, I'm so glad Gosh. I'm not working there anymore because it's, like, it's getting yeah. everywhere. There's, like, one in LA and possibly Texas now. And I'm just, like, it's yeah. just spreading. It's getting even worse. I'm, yeah, it's, I'm just going to put this out there because I know this episode's going to come out in February, but we're recording on Inauguration Day. So, yeah. Hey. And so I'm hoping with the new, um, like, president's office and cabinet, like, new policies will come out where they require it. Because I know in Europe, like, where some of my relatives live, if you get found, if you're outside without a mask, you get fined on the spot. Like, you get, you got to pay up money, man. I wish that was a thing here because... It needs to be, honestly, at this point, it should have been a thing the, yeah. since day one, you know? And so I think they should hopefully use that their political power to enforce wearing a mask requirement no matter where you are. Even if you step outside to go grab your mail, you better have a mask or, you know, Yeah, I mean, boom. honestly, like, Ticket. even though I think, like, my mailbox is a few steps away, I honestly, like, run into somebody, like, around the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's a good to just have your mask just on you, too, just so you can slip it on mm-hmm. real quick. 
but um yeah mm-hmm. i just saw a post like the previous day about this lady um she looks like she lives in washington and they have like a mandatory mask um mandate for that but um yeah. she actually drove all the way to idaho because they don't require wearing masks just to go what? shopping for groceries and i'm like you're like wasting all this like gas that is so extra yeah just for the environment just so you won't have to wear a mask like just do yourself a favor and just do it oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh (laughs) it's just frustrating (laughs) francine when you enter the criminal justice workforce you need to get all of these people who do this they're probably karens you know those typical like i'm gonna talk to your manager i'm gonna do whatever i want because i don't care about other people you gotta arrest all of these karens make (laughs) it a government law to arrest karens i know i'm gonna sue all of them (laughs) like i'll like i will make a law itself like you know just follow (laughs) you know i I don't know if this was real but there was a law in san francisco where if a karen reports uh an incident and it's not like real Mm -hmm. like she will get in jail like something like that it was some i think it was legit i'm not sure though we gotta look it up yeah but i also want to just clarify my name is kieran (laughs) not karen Karen. yeah i'm not one of those but anyways so um yeah that's awesome and cool i think we answered all of the work questions right yeah i'm pretty sure okay (laughs) awesome now we're gonna talk about a fun topic (laughs) k-pop So, like we said a little earlier, we bonded over K-pop, um, and like Francine mentioned, there's a huge stigma around it. We actually, I did a podcast recording on it, I think it was like episode four or something in season one, so you should check that out if you want to learn more about it. Yeah. But I think there's a huge stigma around it. In the Okay, in the olden days, I think people were just like not sure what it was, especially in American culture, or maybe just like at least mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. But then eventually when it started getting more introduced, people were just kind of like, oh, weirdos, right? Like, why do you, why would you listen to it? And then BTS and like a lot of other groups helped kind of bring more international attention to it. Yes. And make it more of a cool thing, you know? But then there's like this other side of it now where K-pop fans are crazy. That's not me saying it, K-pop stands. <laughs> Don't come for me. But like, that's what they say about us. And I think that's a huge reason why you were also thinking like, oh, I don't know if I should bring up that I like K-pop, right? When we first were talking about it. Yeah. But I did. I don't really care. Because like, I know there's like a lot of gatekeepers. <laughs> yeah, there's like so many gatekeepers. They're like, oh yeah, I've been into like mm-hmm. K-pop for so long. Like I know all their names. I'm like, you know, that's really good for you. Mm-hmm. I just like hearing their music. Like yeah. don't like attack me just because yeah. I'm interested in it. Yeah. I don't know all this information that you do. It's weird because then there's two sides to it too where you get attacked by people who don't listen to it and just like hate k-pop for some reason because they yeah you know are haters and then there's people who are so into it that don't like that you don't know everything about it so you kind of like fall in this weird spectrum of like i do like the music i like listening to it i like the people but i don't know everything like the language and everything you know and so yeah yeah no i i personally like i ever since i started you know getting into it and liking it and everything i i make it a pretty public thing of like because i usually you know when you meet new people like even when we met i was like oh i dance that's like one of my hobbies and then i do k-pop covers like that was just like the second thing i'm gonna say it was just very like easy for me to bring up in a conversation usually with people and usually i can tell from like things that they mention about their hobbies like usually a huge thing for me is like if they're they they say like they like anime or something like that which is kind of part of the same demographic yes i'll just be like wait do you also listen to k-pop and they'll be like hell yeah or like if they like k-dramas and k-pop you know i was gonna touch on that too actually because i mm -hmm. mentioned a couple times that i'm like i'm I'm into anime and they're like um (sighs) they're just like oh so you're a weeb i'm like okay like i mean i'm just like okay like it it just makes it like sound like like an insult i'm like i'm just like into something why gotta make it sound like something bad yeah. you know yeah <laughs> but yeah like same thing with k dramas too but a lot of a lot more people are getting into it because of crash landing on you like that was a really big um thing mm-hmm. like because of netflix and everything too like it's been developing a lot more k dramas and like a lot more people are getting into it now definitely and i think that's kind of 
I don't know. I feel like if you do like K-pop, but you're shy about talking about it with other people, you should just casually bring it up. Like, just be like, oh, I listened to this new song. And I think, like, a lot of groups like BTS, Blackpink, like EXO, there's so many that are, like, now being introduced into mainstream American media and music that it's going to become easier for people to, like, have at least heard of one of their songs. So, I don't know. Try to to accept that about you. It's not a bad thing. I think it's fun. Like, you're you're so accepting of other cultures that you're listening to someone else's language yeah someone else's content you know so i don't know i think there's it's beautiful but Mm kind of going off of that what are some groups that you listen to francine (laughs) okay so when i was in high school i actually started listening to bts and blackpink and card so i'm like yeah i'm not like super super into them but like that's like the first groups i was really introduced to and then i Mm -hmm. most recently got into um nct 127 because it, you know i just realized there's like three different mm. subgroups for that yeah <laughs> so like yeah when i was at felix gray my manager just like oh like if you listen to them i'm like yeah i do and she's like recommended like way b and i'm like okay cool yeah. like i would like all of this <laughs> but yeah, yeah this is super interesting awesome but like if you guys have any uh, more recommendations just feel free to like shoot them my way to all my bios i mean my <laughs> my socials yeah yeah please or comment them in the instagram post because i think definitely that'll be a huge thing because i would say i know a lot of groups i i've kind of been in this weird slump where i haven't been paying attention to the k-pop industry for like the month or so because i've been really busy with just other things but there's a lot of new groups coming out if you're someone who you know you don't want to join an old fandom join a new one there's like a new group coming out every day exactly yeah yeah but yeah, no, kind of going off of what your like groups are. I I love Card. I've they were my first concert back in 2016. Mm-hmm. I no 2017 I think something around that time. But yeah, so they were really great. I got into K-pop around my freshman year of college, so around 2016 2017, just because one of my roommates was interested in auditioning for SM and she would go to auditions and stuff and I was like, what is this K-pop all about? And I'm <laughs> sure I was exposed to it before too by like, you know, listening to BTS. One of my friends was really into BTS and we'd on her birthday she'd played music videos of them, but I just didn't really pay attention. Yeah, yeah. And like everyone knows size gundam style so obviously you've heard k-pop before yeah like i didn't realize like that was k-pop at the time i'm just like okay this is just like some song from like a foreign country like i didn't think that much yeah look into it but then yeah like i didn't realize actually like i just remembered like remembered it right now like when i was in elementary school a couple of my friends would like like, play k-pop like taeyang i would say Mm -hmm. and i'm like wedding dress like and i'm like oh my god i just realized that was k-pop too (laughs) isn't it weird like when you get older and you actually go into the genre you're like oh my gosh i heard this when i was a kid because i heard a lot of um uh 21 songs like i'm the best and then i heard a lot of big bang songs too growing up in middle school like people would play it and i was just like i didn't know what they were saying i just was like okay it's a foreign song but i wasn't like against it i wasn't like super excited but i was like it had an interesting beat yeah so it's like now being in it and then it triggers you because you're like, oh my gosh, I remember this. Yeah, it's, ex- like, it's from almost a long time nostalgic, ago. like I would say in a sense. Yeah. Like, it's so yeah. interesting just to, like remember like, oh my gosh, I've actually been like, like there's like some connection from like when I was younger too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I listened to Card. I've been to their concert too. I want to go again. They're really cool. And they're like a hybrid group. So it's like girls and guys. And that's nice because that's really rare. Um but like my all-time favorite like oh my gosh i love them is 17 and got seven (laughs) yes (laughs) i'm gonna cry okay so 17 i've already talked about them before a couple times like i love them so much 13 beautiful talented boys and i've gone to their concert dude it was so i went to their concert last year when it was here in the bay area and right after that is when the pandemic kicked off so i'm so glad i got to see them live because who knows when we're gonna have another concert and i know we're gonna talk about that a little later yeah (laughs) but um i'm really so they're one of my favorite groups got seven i cry a little bit because they are not no longer signed under their company so they kind of like like parted ways but they're still technically together not gonna lose hope on that but they were the main one of the main reasons why i really got into k-pop so i love them and uh yeah so that there's also like girl groups like g idol mama moo i'm yeah hoping... i was gonna say mama moo yes that was, like, mama one of my great. big ones too yeah <laughs> yeah uh, Hwasa, like, and red velvet too right yeah red velvet 
they, I think they have a new sister group come out too. I don't remember their name, but um, there's so many and I really hope people will give every, there's something for everyone. You just have to kind of look for it or you can kind of ask us. I don't know. I'm down to help you find your group or your people. So um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so kind of going off of that, like concerts. Yeah. I don't know if you've, actually, I think we've talked about this, but you haven't gone to a K-pop concert before, right? Because it's a different energy if no one's gone. Okay. Yeah. Comparing it to like a regular concert versus like a K-pop concert, dude, there's a huge difference, especially one being <laughs> light sticks and just how magical they are. For anyone who doesn't know, it's like a flashlight kind of like symbolic torch. Catered to that brand of like, yeah, catered to that group, basically. Yeah. Like, I know BTS has a bunch, and then, like you mentioned, Blackpink, like, had a hammer, <laughs> which is yeah. super cool, I would say. I would actually just get that because it looks like a really cool, like, you know, thing to have. Blackpink was also one of the, I think I didn't even mention Blackpink being, like, one of my favorite groups, because I think they did really get me into it, too, because it was, like, girl crush versus usually um, before it was lots of cutesy groups, and I'm not a very <laughs> cutesy person, but... <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but I would definitely get their hammer, dude. Oh my gosh, yeah. that'd be so cool. Uh, but I think like the vibe that comes from K-pop concerts is so amazing, and it really justifies your feelings towards like their music and their in the group and everything. And I'm really glad I've been able to go to a couple of them. I think I've gone to because I've gone to Card, BTS, Seventeen, Got Seven. Yeah. I think I hit at least all the major ones mm. I really wanted to see. I'm hoping that other ones will happen. I was going to go to the G Idol one. I was about to buy my ticket and then the coronavirus oh. happened and then it didn't happen. So I was like tears, but it's okay. Oh, I've also gone to, um, technically it's not K-pop, but Tiffany Young from uh, Girls' Generation. Oh. She's a soloist here in America. So she sang a couple of her like Girls' Generation songs at her concert. And I get to meet her too. So it's super exciting. Um, yeah, that's super cool. Did you take pictures? Yeah. Yeah, I have a picture too. Oh. Yeah, she's super nice. She's, oh my gosh. I like when I was there, I wasn't paying attention fully, but I she she was tiny. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, because they look. And I've heard that actually. Yeah, like, she's actually pretty like. I think she's like five, yeah. two or three. But like, because. I wasn't I was just wearing regular shoes and I was like taller than her and she was wearing heels so I was like wait yeah I'm not that tall though but I'm like I don't know but it, she was so nice I like was about to faint because like be she was so beautiful I don't know but it's so cool to meet these yeah, people she's great and I yeah. wanted to bring up like dude we talked about this before starting the recording but if I could meet Jesse and Huna too oh my god my life is set like it's just like your favorite people and I want to see them. Okay, if they ever go to a concert, you want to go with me? <laughs> yes, of course. Just just call me anytime. I would definitely just like be on my way. <laughs> yes, please. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like I'm really proud of Jesse. I'm just this is a weird tangent. Once you start talking about K-pop, it's just really hard to stop. But Jesse, yeah. like she released her Nunu Nana song last year, and that's her first mm -hmm. like like track that's gone beyond like it's like her highest ranking one in terms of views and success and she won so many awards and she's been in the industry for like 15 plus years like literal yeah. queen definition of like coming from nothing and like building your name you know so i really appreciate that spirit animal she's my spirit animal <laughs> i think it was also partially like just because it exploded i would think it's because of that tiktok trend as well because yeah. the trend just like it went like crazy and then like i saw the try guys actually yeah. like eugene yang yeah. he also made a video with her too and i'm like know. that's like boosting his popularity even more i know and she even okay so i don't know if you uh know the artist pilo he's like a bay area artist but mm, him yeah. and i forgot who the actual dude's song was that actually made the song but pilo was on this track and i found out later that jesse was too because i was listening to her on the way to work <laughs> at the mall and <laughs> i just heard her like verse come on and she was rapping and i was just like this sounds like jesse and then when i parked my car i checked and it was and i was like oh my gosh my queen wow. like what are you doing here like she's making international she you with her presence <laughs> yeah like all of a sudden out of nowhere because i was just listening to pilo's music and jesse popped up out of nowhere and i was like oh my god queen she's in the u.s too now so i'm hoping she explodes here because like she's definitely made for something international like she's so relatable and her presence yeah. is so bold that she cannot be contained just in Korea. So, yeah. Right. And I feel like one of the reasons why she's so underrated is just because she is, like, so unconventional as a K-pop star. Yeah. Like, the way that she acts isn't, like, how you would see other K-pop, like, celebrities acting mm -hmm. as. 
Yeah. So I'm like, I just feel like that's good. Like she's owning it because she is like also like American. Yeah. So it's just like a, it's like a clash between cultures, but she's like handling that so well. Yeah. I would say. For yeah. Her. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that's a huge thing that I also wanted to bring up for anyone listening. Like if you are looking to get into some groups or something, I would definitely lean towards groups that have American or like members of your culture because i think that's a huge thing that you're able to connect to especially like i don't know what it is but like when one of the 17 boys that speaks english speaks english like it's a language i speak it's a very basic language but like i get so into it because i'm like oh my gosh they're speaking my language (laughs) you know like you get excited it's so weird but it's just (laughs) like it's cool so i think that's a good segue into getting into a group is like if you can find someone that you relate to usually um artists that have an american member if you're american like it helps just because you're they're able to share their experiences and like it's similar to kind of growing up in america you know vibes yeah but or any groups like any uh associations that have managed any american stars themselves mm -hmm. so that way like you know they've had previous experiences with how to actually handle like the culture mesh yeah Yeah. and they talk they speak in the same lingo the same slang so it's kind of nice but yeah um and the couple things just before we wrap up because we've been talking about k-pop like nonstop now um (laughs) online concerts are a huge thing especially with the pandemic like a huge industry impact like for k-pop just because i kind of like there were a lot of groups that i was following they were really new like fresh baby groups and they all disbanded because their companies um went bankrupt during the pandemic so that's why a lot of like people if you are listening to this can you please go watch some like smaller group videos just because they need those views they need that compensation so that they don't lose their company jobs like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because I, I know like sad. bts's music are great but blackpink you know all of those like mainstream ones are great but if you can go help out the littler guys and check out their music it's really great too and it would like definitely make or break their career. So I would definitely exactly, recommend, yeah. please go check those out. And kind of with that, I think a huge thing that brings money into that industry in particular are concerts and when they're touring. And since that was taken away from them because of the pandemic, we fans can't interact with them anymore like that much. But then now they're doing this online concert. And I wanted to get your take on it. Like, what do you do you think you would actually attend? Do you think it's worth it? I think it's not too pricey. I think it's like twenty to thirty dollars. Some of the bigger groups are charging way more, but yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, personally, I feel like if I want to go to a concert, I just want to be like in like in like a different place, just so I can actually yeah. experience the whole thing, just as like a just like a make a nice little memory, because it's like a little weird if you do like an online concert and you're just like sitting in your bed and it's like oh woo, like yeah. you know it's like it's not the same uh-huh. as like going to an actual concert. But yeah. if it's like to help out a group, like if the small groups do have online concerts, I would say for sure, mm-hmm. like you know I would definitely say invest in it because maybe like you know like they can actually get bigger and like you know just like sustain yeah. themselves yeah. in like the industry. Yeah, no. But yeah, I would I would say it's interesting to like actually look into it but it depends yeah i mean i personally wouldn't do that just because i want my first um concert to be like a really big experience yeah no definitely and i would say like the things i mentioned earlier like being at a k-pop concert versus a regular one there's like this like unique sense of unity and like passion that i'm sure other group like other concerts have too like i'm not saying that if you don't you know if if you go to a beyonce concert there's not going to be that of course there is it's beyonce but like there's like a different like side of k-pop concerts that i'm not able to explain properly right now for some reason yeah but it's so different cultural difference yeah like yeah yeah and it's just interesting the way they handle like their fans yeah compared to american celebrities yeah there it's like difference in interaction with their fans it's difference in the way they perform like they're always dancing that's a huge thing you know that's a cool yeah but choreographies are always on point yeah and i think it's so that i feel like you lose that experience with the online concert because again it just seems like you're watching them on tv you know like you could just do it for free on youtube but i do like your i do like your point of like if you can help a smaller group stay as a group and like help them with their career and their goals then i would invest it, especially if it's only like 10 20 i don't mind if that helps them in the long term but yeah i would yeah. I, I don't think i would do it for like a big group like i know 17's having an online concert i think it's gonna be after this or it's gonna be before this po- i don't know but um yeah <laughs> but i don't know i was asking my friends like do you guys want to 
do it and they were like i don't see the point but i don't want to say like i don't support them i love them so much but i think they'll be fine if i don't attend so yeah i mean i just feel like they've or like or like all the big name groups like bts blackpink like got seven yeah like 17 like they've made their mark on the industry so well like they're gonna yeah. have that like solid fan base like yeah. even if they through don't. the whole pandemic yeah. yeah exactly but it's like all the little ones that like like unfamiliar with like people don't know about it's just nice to show some support yeah and like you don't even know like maybe you'll get into their music later on too like while you're supporting them yeah like it's just it's just a nice thing i think you should just try to do it's just like supporting like smaller companies definitely definitely and kind of going off of that let's try to wrap up because we've been talking a lot <laughs> but um do you have any advice for people because okay this is a very unique like episode because we're ta- tackling a lot of different things but again we i wanted to focus on your life and your experience so far in the pandemic and i think these mm-hmm. were some couple of categories that you know you wrote down that you wanted to talk about but do you have some advice to offer people whether it comes to being a student during this time working a retail job um or even just being a k-pop fan like do you have anything to say about that yeah, I mean, I would say for sure right now, just because we're in a pandemic and everything is still so stressful for us, like as students and as employees, I feel like everybody should like prioritize their mental health, like in spite of the jobs that we have to work. I know like a lot of people aren't getting the stimulus checks and right. we still have to work and it's like limited hours, but like uh, we can always talk to your work and take some time out just like for like a 20, 30 minute session with anyone and just like clear your mind because if you keep overworking yourself, it's just a lot more stress that you don't need. Yeah. So I just feel like your health should be prioritized. And like, and also if you're an essential worker in the pandemic, I'm just really, really proud of you. And I Aww. applaud you because it's really ter- like tough working out there. Like I know Karen's mom is an essential worker and I'm just yeah. like, I Aww. see her and I'm like, oh my God. This <laughs> is like, it's, like, like, <laughs> this is like gets me so like teary art like i like i just get really emotional because it's like it's like you don't want to like put yourself in danger but you have to for your own livelihood so yeah basically just take care of yourself and just like stay safe that's all like i can hope for thank you Uh, that was really nicely put and honestly uh, just to kind of even add more to that if you're an employer during this time please take care of your employees they're not just there to work for you they are your potential customers your community your brand if you treat them badly they will let other people know so please respect your employees make sure that they're doing good check-ins with their mental health make sure you know especially during this time it's not just our physical health at stake it is a mental health because you might lose someone during this time you might lose your job your family you know so there's so much at stake so please check in with your employees if you can that should be part of your job anyways but especially during this time and just to, yeah it's just more things to focus yeah. on it's like yeah definitely and again if you are a customer especially speaking from you know me being someone who services customers at the mall please stay home if you don't need to be there if you need to be there to test an item before you buy it we definitely respect that please come in person but if you don't need to be there please do not be there it's so hard to have to go home worrying that you're gonna bring home the virus with you you know Mm -hmm. so just please consider that and stay safe out there and yeah yeah (laughs) that that went really deep but yeah no thank you so much francine for being on this was super fun um and different and i think yeah, if you ever want to be on again, let me know because this was fun to talk about. I am totally down. This is super oh. fun. We can just keep doing like updates and seeing like how it's just like working through different retail experiences in different times. Yeah. Like I'm for sure down to be here oh again. <laughs> it was great. Yay, I'm glad. And thank you everyone for listening. For more information again on Francine, please check out the bio description. Follow us at Instagram. And until next time, bye bye. <laughs>